You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome to Incorporating Superpowers. I am your host, Justin Reckla. And today, I- I'm going to butcher your last name. Today, our guest, <laughs> I'm going to call him Steve. Steve, how do you say your last name? Glaviski. Glaviski, okay. Steve Glaviski is the CEO of Collective Campus. Um, and if you haven't taken a look at your site, folks, this is, this is uh, such a great concept of what Steve is doing. Uh, so today we thought we would talk about how to revolutionize the world through collective efforts. Um, this is something that I think is so, so important that we're shifting the way business gets done. So Steve, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Justin. It's an absolute pleasure. So Steve, tell us, what are some of the problems that you're seeing in your industry or the areas of the industry that you serve just in general? What, what, are, what are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing with the clients that you help right now? Sure. Well, I mean, our clients tend to be large Fortune 500 companies uh, with thousands upon thousands of employees. And many of these companies, uh, their roots go back to the 20th century when when things moved at a much slower pace, whether it was uh, economic change, technological change, uh, political change, uh, you could reliably predict uh, some degree what the next five, 10 years would look like. Um, But now, thanks to uh, Moore's Law, uh, the doubling of computing power every 18 months, uh, that certainty is no longer there. So now, uh, large organizations are finding themselves uh, operating in an environment of increasing ambiguity and uncertainty. And what that means is they need to get a hell of a lot better at uh, experimenting, um, moving quickly and adapting to these changing circumstances. Like whenever you find yourself in an environment of ambiguity, uh, the best way to deal with that is to you know, experiment quickly to figure out what the answers are rather than overcommit any one thing. Collective Campus, um, at our core, we're about unlocking the latent potential of people at such organizations to create impact for the world and to lead more fulfilling lives as a byproduct of that. Uh, because I was... Uh, Within, I worked for the corporate world or in the corporate world for big brands like EY and KPMG and, and investment banks for about 10 years. And um, ultimately, as someone who's quite entrepreneurial, uh, it's a very frustrating space to, to, to work because the nature of these organizations, the way they're still built, their systems and culture, it's still a throwback to the 20th century. So what, what we're trying to do with Collective Campus, uh, which operates at a number of different levels, is to help these companies move into the 21st century so that they can use their vast resources to create impact for the world, but also to empower their people to do more interesting work where they feel rewarded going to work. And at the end of the day, they can say, well, I really contributed something today. Um, and they look forward to coming back the next day and, and making a difference of some kind. I, I absolutely love that. The, you know, you would think that with as long as, as, as long as the technology that we have has existed, that you would think some of these larger companies would be, would be ahead of the curve, but you know, they've been doing business the same way for so long that they haven't really evolved with, with the technology. And, and ironically from the stuff that we see, it's, 
while the technology may be evolving, the, the people themselves may not be, right? Um, and I, I think that, that what you're doing is, is so beautiful and because you're, you're, you're helping bridge that gap and you're moving not just the companies into the 21st century, but you're helping move their people into it. And I think part of that is, uh, is re- reconnecting the people of those businesses with their consumers, with their clients, and actually building relationships. How much of uh, what you do uh, you know, actually dives into the actual people aspect? Uh, a hell of a lot. Um, so a big part of what we do in, in this space, it's easy to, um, to default to running isolated initiatives uh, to trick people into thinking that what they're doing is moving the needle because as human beings, our brains have a tendency, and this is, you know, from an evolutionary theory perspective, our brains have a tendency to optimize for the lowest hanging fruit. And we think that an executive at a large company and we're struggling to move with the times, we might just default to running something like, oh, let's run a hackathon or let's run a startup accelerator program and we'll be innovative. But that's, that's, that's just an isolated initiative. That's not going to change anything at a fundamental level uh, on an ongoing basis. What you need to do uh, or what we do when we start uh, our engagements with clients is we look at the culture. So we'll go into an organization. We'll look at the processes, the policies, uh, the systems, the values, um, and we'll interview people from top to bottom, from uh, left to right, to get an understanding for uh, their behaviors and, and what they actually value as people. Now, once we understand that, we can then uh, design new processes, policies, systems, and so on that will actually get the kinds of behaviors that we want from people. Uh, because uh, there's, a, there's an old adage, uh, I think it was Peter Drucker who said that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I totally agree with that. But at the same time, if your strategy uh, is to change processes and policies, people are ultimately um, a product of their environment. So if in my and if in my business landscape, uh, I have an idea, but I need to complete a 20-page business case. And that business case needs to go in front of a steering committee who meets maybe four times a year to review whether or not I get some funding. That's obviously not a fast-moving enterprise. And that's not a place where you can really apply the kind of techniques that startups are using nowadays to innovate. But if we change that process to, okay, you've got an idea. The process is you get $100 just to test whether or not this is actually a problem. So go out there, speak to people, do what you have to do, get some data. And if you can validate that it is a problem, great. Here's an extra $500. Let's take that next step. So we're supporting um, people experimenting and incrementally testing out their ideas. So by looking at the processes, the policies, the systems, the values, the culture of an organization, we can then get the kinds of behaviors that we need from people um, to help that organization move into the 21st century. I, I absolutely love that approach um, because you're not coming out with the whole, hey, yeah, here's, you know, it's going to cost $10,000 to do it. Let's, let's step it up in increments and break it down to see if you can even get there to see if your culture, if your business can even uh, hold the frequency of what's needed in order to make this a success. And, by bringing it up, you know, you're, you're, you're uplifting the entire organization into higher frequencies of just of being as to what the culture can, can assimilate. I absolutely love, um, love that, that, that process. Cause there's too many people, too many old ways of doing business that have come in 
and said that if it's not this way, right, and it's a big, big wall, right? If it's not this way, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to change everything. It, it's even if the first off, they can't even get there. It's mm-hmm. not sustainable because they haven't brought the culture and they haven't integrated it into the culture of the business itself. So I absolutely uh, love that approach. Uh, Steve, before we go on break, where can uh, where can our listeners go learn more about you? Uh, sure. So they can head over to steveglaveski.com um, and they will find links to Collective Campus there. They'll find links to my podcast, Future Squared, um, as well as my new book and my social media profile. So it's all there. Awesome. Uh, so we're talking about how do you revolutionize the world through collective efforts. And um, we're, we're talking to Steve. He's the CEO of Collective Campus. And when we get back, we're going to dive into a little bit more about this and some of the tricks that you can instill for yourself what right now in your business uh, to really start up-leveling it, up-leveling your, your own business and, and moving it forward and bringing yourself into the 21st century. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Welcome back to the Incorporating Superpowers podcast. I am your host, Justin Reckla, and today we're talking about uh, how to revolutionize the world through collective efforts. Um, Steve is just helping lead that way with uh, with his business, Collective Campus. And it is such a, um, what we were talking about in the first half was really uh, what is going to allow these new businesses that are stepping into the 21st century to really uh, evolve and become something better and connect with their clients. So Steve, I've got to ask because Everybody I bring on the show, I know intrinsically knows what their superpowers are. So what are your superpowers? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a great question and it's something I reflect on. And if I was to pick one thing, um, and I, I don't know if this is a cop-out, but it's about unlocking the superpower in others <laughs> um, because that's, that's really what motivates me to get up in the morning. Like I said, my organization's mission is about unlocking people's potential to create impact in the world. Um, and essentially, we do that by... Uh, the, the work that we do, like, for example, unlocking the superpower of an organization by just doing away with the processes and policies that keep them, uh, keep them back. Uh, similarly, as part of our work, uh, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs and startup entrepreneurs. And um, I wrote a book uh, which came out in January of this year called Employee to Entrepreneur, which looks at a lot of the ingrained behaviors that we pick up as um, as as adults, really, I mean, as, as young kids, we're adventurous, we're creative, we're curious, and we're always trying new things and experimenting and falling and face down in the mud and picking ourselves up and, 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 and moving forward. But then as we become uh, adults, as we go through the school system, a lot of that creativity and adventure is essentially beat out of us. And, and we're scared to get that red cross on our, on our test. So we're always looking to optimize for the right answer. And so we're scared to try anything for fear of being wrong and for fear of being ostracized from the tribe. Um, and essentially the book is um, 
uh, I wrote it to essentially unlock more people's potential uh, around the world well, to, to inspire them to realize what they're capable of, but not only to inspire them, but to give them a roadmap as to how about as to how you go about uh, starting a business, what kind of business you want to start, does it align with your why, is it something that's going to drive you on, not just for the next week, not just for the next month, but something that you're going to be committed to for the next, say, two to three years, how do you avoid uh, falling into common pitfalls like uh, paralysis analysis or jumping to conclusions, which is another big one I see entrepreneurs fall into all the time, um, because ultimately, uh, if if that book goes on to inspire just one, 10, 50, 100, 1,000 people to go out and start their own business, and that business then touches the lives of hundreds of people, then at a cumulative um, compounding sort of level, well, that's a hell of a lot of people that are in some way being um, inspired to find a better lives for themselves via my book. So it really is about unlocking the superpowers in others and helping other people realize what they're capable of. And the reason I think a lot of people don't is because they overestimate um, just how difficult everything is. And because they overestimate, for example, how difficult starting a business is, how risky it might be, how much money it might cost, they don't try at all. Um, but what I try to do through my work is to show them that actually it's not that risky. It's not that costly. It's not that difficult. You just need to believe in yourself. And here's a roadmap that can help you to allay a lot of those fears. I absolutely agree 100% with everything that you just said. Uh, so first off, go get the book. Okay, so you're watching this, listening to this. Go get Steve's book. We'll make sure we put a link in uh, in there for uh, for everybody to go to find, be able to find it uh, down in the show comments. Um, but uh, absolutely right. First and foremost, that is a superpower being able to see what other people's superpowers are. You're like a superpower identifier, right? Um, and and that is needed because not mm -hmm. everybody can see that brilliance that that lays within themselves. Uh, and and I have to agree with you that. Um, you know, taking the step from entrepreneur into or from employee to entrepreneur can be big, bad, and scary. Um, I know I get it. I came from the government sector, you know, that was like, like when you're a government agent, that's all you do is that's all you yeah. know. And there's really, they don't teach you anything. They don't give you anything and you just kind of, kind of take the leap and, you know, figure it out along the way. And what, what Steve's talking about is, is that it doesn't have to be a scary if you remember who you are. And recognize that you don't have to shoot for the moon. I know. I shot for the moon, Steve, when we first left government. I shot for the moon. I missed, and I ended up in Afghanistan for six months. So wow. I, I I get it. So that's why I love having you on the show because um, th this is just so much in alignment with everything that we do here at Superpower Experts. Um, Steve, what what are some what are some things? Yeah, that can be, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add that, you know, people oftentimes uh, overestimate what they can achieve, say, in, um, say, one year and uh, underestimate what they can achieve in three years. And I think going into things with that sort of mindset um, just helps you um, play the long game um, because any, any um, talented, any successful person, you know, I've, like yourself, I've interviewed hundreds of people on my podcast and one thing that I ask all of them is, well, what do you think um, is the key to your success? And oftentimes, more often than not, it really is just persistence. It's that cumulative uh, result that, that you get from just waking up, showing up day after day after day for 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. And you'd be surprised what you can achieve if you just show up day after day, even on the days 
actually more importantly on the days when you don't feel like it as well. Um, because they're the, they're the days that are oftentimes the difference between success and failure. The person who only shows up when they feel like it. And you might only feel like it 37 days out of 365. But if you can show up every single day over a few years, that's going to be a massive, that's going to make a massive difference to where you end up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So outside of showing up and doing it, no matter what, stepping into it, what are, what are some other pieces of advice you have for somebody that's just stepping out of the employee realm and over into the entrepreneur space? Sure. So I, I think first and, and foremost, um, it's about identifying one, you know, what your strengths, like what are you really good? Um, two, uh, what do you believe in, in terms of the purpose of uh, what, what drives you? You know, what's your why and how does that align with the business that you're doing? Um, and three, ultimately, it needs to be something that, that makes money. So, and this kind of aligns somewhat with uh, something that Jim Collins spoke about in um, his book, Good to Great, which was the hedgehog theory. Um, do something that you can be the best in the world at, do something that you're passionate about, and do something that drives your economic engine, that makes money. So, it's kind of more or less aligned with that because you could do something purely to make money, but unless you're really good at it, uh, it's going to be frustrating and you're probably not going to get really good results. Um, and you might do something where maybe you're good at it and maybe it makes money, but you just hate it. You just don't believe in it at all. I mean, I spent um, many moons, well, actually it was two years, so maybe like 720 odd moons in, in government as well. And uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it. And I found that a lot of the work was more or less just uh, compliance exercises, ticking boxes and, and nothing I really believed in. I didn't feel like I was creating anything, moving the needle forward, contributing in any meaningful way. So I think you've got to do stuff that aligns with those three things. Um, but at the same time, like, don't feel like, oh man, what's, I don't know what Steve's talking about. I don't know anything that aligns with those three things. Like, don't feel bogged down by that. Sometimes you need to go on the journey um, to figure out what the answers are. You know, my first entrepreneurial venture about uh, seven years ago, I raised a small amount of capital for it. It was essentially like an Airbnb for office space uh, called Hot Desk. I managed to build out the supply side, but the demand side kind of not so much. Um, but at the same time, I realized through that journey that, hey, I didn't really want to be a glorified real estate agent, but I learned a hell of a lot of skills on that journey. And then I reflected on my time in the corporate world, feeling like a frustrated entrepreneur. And I took those skills and then I started to bring them back into the corporate world only on the other side of the fence with Collective Campus. And it's something that, like I said, it aligns with my purpose. I get up with a spring in my step. And when um, you do something that aligns with your purpose, you know, people talk about performance enhancing uh smart drugs and nootropics and all of these things. But at its core, purpose is the world's number one performance enhancer. So purpose, uh, profit, and ultimately strength alignment. And if you can find those three, you'll find results. And if you can get results, that's going to feed your positive, um, that's going to feed your motivation. You're going to have a positive feedback loop and then it just snowballs from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve, I can talk about this kind of stuff uh, for days on end. Um, where where can where can our listeners again go? Where where can they go find you? Uh, sure. So steveglaveski.com. They can find me there. They can find out more about the book over at employeetoentrepreneur.io. Um, they'll be able to download a free bonus bundle there with uh, all sorts of tools, tips, 
tricks, techniques on productivity, uh, product development, marketing, sales, growth hacking, all sorts of good stuff. And they can find out about the Future Squared podcast over at futuresquared.xyz. Awesome. Awesome. Steve, thanks for being on the show today. And everybody else, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Again, thank you for your continued loyalty. And as always, thank you for your trust. Until next time, we will see you. Keep it real and uh, go explore your own superpowers. Bye. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.